Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is brought to you by 10,000, the absolute highest quality men's workout clothing on the market. Go to 10,000.cc. That's T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D dot C-C. Use discount code Maximus15. Also by Lalo Tactical. L-A-L-O dot com. Home of the Maximus Grinder, the absolute most dominating fitness shoe on the market. Use the discount code MAXIMUS50 for 50% off your order. Today we'll bring you part one of our interview with Kenny Santucci, someone we consider a real leader in the fitness industry, uh, a very dynamic and, and entertaining personality. We know you'll enjoy this. We'll be back next episode with part two. It's, it's, it's great to see you, my man. We've been trying to connect for a while. Um, yeah, I know. It's good to connect. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan, so this is uh, this is quite the honor. So, likewise, likewise, my man. One of the one of the. By the way, this is my co-host Joe. Uh, Joe, this What's is up, Joe. And two. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, one Appreciate of the it. one of the best things. I mean, this COVID thing's hard for people. People have lost their jobs. It's difficult, and I get that. But one of the best things that I think's come out of this is. You're a busy guy. You have an extremely yeah. busy schedule. Uh, a lot of people in the industry do. And yeah. we haven't really had a chance to connect, like with schedules and stuff. I'm finding the opportunity now to connect with all kinds of people I've, I've idolized and looked up to and want to learn from all over the industry. Have you had the same kind of experience? Yeah. You know what? I was actually talking to um, a couple of people, a couple of different uh, trainers and doctors and people I've, uh, I've wanted to uh, kind of connect with for quite some time. Uh, I don't know if you know, Dr. Pat Davidson, he's out here in New York. Um, I watched, he's been putting up like weekly. He's been putting up just like educational stuff, like hour long kind of rants on different training methodologies and stuff. And then last night I was watching uh, Jordan side had put something up. So I was watching his stuff. I actually, I'm trying to simultaneously trying to get three different new certifications. Um, Jordan Shallow's uh, prescript. So I didn't have any time over the fall to finish it. I started it then and now I'm finishing it now. So I'm on uh, the 13th video. So I'm, I'm getting that certification. Uh, I'm finally getting, um, well, I'm retaking my CSCS and then I'm uh, getting a precision nutrition um, certification as well. So I'm just trying to cover all bases and make as much uh, out of this you know, downtime as we'd like to call it. Uh, but I, yeah, like I said, I've been busier than ever. I've been doing a lot of programming. I've been working with, uh, you know, different clients that I normally wouldn't have worked with if I didn't have this time. So it's been really, it's been productive at, actually. Yeah. And you're, you're a pretty certified guy anyway. I mean, one of the things I've always respected about you is you've got the CSCS stuff. I think you have NASM, uh, USAW, yeah. uh, yeah. I want to say CPPS, like you've got a whole gamut of stuff, but I, I want to back up. How did you get into the fitness industry? Because I, I you weren't a professional athlete. You weren't like, no. how, how did you come to this life? Uh, so I was, I was a fat kid um, growing up and I just didn't understand why I was fat. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense to me why I was the only person in my family who just was out of shape. I wasn't athletic. Uh, I played sports in grammar school and through high school in grammar school, I played, uh, baseball and basketball. And I was obviously the fat kid on the team. And then I got to high school and played football. And one of the things, one of the funnier stories I like to tell people is like, 
you get to freshman football camp and they're like, all right, what position do you guys want to play? We'll put all the quarterbacks over here and all the receivers over here. I wanted to go with the receivers and they're like, nah, Chubby, you're with the linemen. So, uh, so I got on the, uh, I started playing football and then, uh, I always loved professional wrestling. So I started wrestling because when I heard my high school had a wrestling team, I thought it was like WWE shit. I thought I was going to walk down the aisle, like Ric Flair, like I was going to pick a song, walk out with a robe on all this shit. Um, that didn't happen, but I fell in love with the sport. So I, you know, through wrestling, I started to get into shape and stuff, uh, right out of college. Um, I got on MTV. So I was in the, uh, you know, that whole arena, the competitive reality TV shows shit. Uh, and I started working with different trainers and people then, uh, and I, I just fell in love with the process of like doing that and getting into shape. And I felt, uh, what I did for myself, I wanted to start doing for other people. Um, so that's kind of how it happened. It was, it wasn't through the, uh, you know, the normal ways. It's not like I went to school for it and then became, you know, this trainer or I was a pro athlete or anything. I was on TV and I worked with a bunch of different trainers. That's kind of how I met Joe. I was trained, uh, DeFranco. I was, uh, I was training for one of the shows and everybody's like, dude, you got to go see Joe DeFranco. He'll get you in fucking great shape. And I'm like 21, 22 at the time. I'm like, all right, yeah, that sounds awesome. So, um, from there, it's just like, I love these guys who, uh, you know, like him and Ferrugia and a lot of these guys who've been doing it forever, who, who treat it like a real career. Like there are so many people here in New York that treat training as like, well, I, I can't act or I can't model right now. So I'll go train. Like I take it very serious. Like I enjoy learning. I want to learn from as many people as I can. And I want, I want it to be a career. When, when I first became a trainer, my parents were like, what are you going to do for money? You know? And I was like, well, hopefully be a good trainer that I can make money off it. So I, I respect the career. I respect the trade. Um, and you know, I, I don't want anything given to me and I want to earn it all. Um, and for me, it's not being one of these cover models or anything. It's, it's looking up to guys like you who like you guys, you know, people like you are the ones that I'm like, all right, that's who I want to be like, you know, he, he lives, eats, sleeps, shits and breathes training. This is about right. One, one thing, cause you, you mentioned it. And by the way, any question I ask that you don't like, you can tell me to go, go fuck myself. No, no, I, I don't, I don't take yeah. it personally, but you and I have a common bond and that we were in reality TV. Yeah. Um, we've done that thing. And, and, and over the course of my life, I've gone back and forth with it. Like, should I, yeah. have done it? should I not have done it? Like, does it help me? Does it not help me? Um, currently where I'm like, I struggled with, being an ex UFC guy and being on the ultimate fighter. It's like, I want to be known for my training, not the fact that I was a UFC guy. Do you ever struggle with that yourself? Yeah, I think in the beginning it was definitely a lot harder. Uh, it's been about God, eight years now since I've been on television. Um, and the first couple of years while I was training and doing television, it was like, Oh, he's just the guy from MTV. Now for me, it was easy because most of the times uh, some of the people who were spending daddy's money or, you know, have a good job or attractive 25 to 35 year old women who were like, yeah, I'll go train with some hot guy just to go do that. Or, you know, some trainer or something. 
Uh, they're the ones who are willing to spend that money. So my demographic, the people who knew who I was, were the people who kind of spend money. Like they're the biggest consumers. Um, uh, I had some buddies who played football who went on to become trainers and stuff. But the people who know who football players are tend to be guys like us who are like, we're not going to hire some tra- some guy trainer just to, because he was in the NFL or something like that unless he was really well known. So for me, it wasn't that bad in the beginning or isn't that bad now, but yeah, for the longest time, I was just like the MTV guy and, you know, I would get some clients out of that. And then, yeah, there's a lot of times I feel like it's the best and worst thing that I've ever done in my whole life. You know, best because I got to travel and live this lifestyle, uh, when I was younger. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just like, do I regret it? Sometimes absolutely. But I, I wrestle with it, but everything in life is a catch <laughs> You, you do what you love, but you don't make the money you would if you did something you hated. Yeah, that makes, that makes complete I, I wonder a little bit, because, I, I, Bobby, your image coming out of reality TV was still a UFC fighter. So if somebody was going to hire somebody for a physical purpose, like that at least ties in. But, Kenny, your image wasn't that of a trainer. Did you feel like you had to overcome yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it was, like I said, I was just like an MTV guy. They're like, oh, he's, he's not on television Mm -hmm. right now. So he's going to become a fucking trainer. It's the same way I look at people who do it. You know, uh, here in New York, everybody's got two or three different jobs because it's too damn expensive to live here. Um, so it's like, I, all I do is train. That's what I want to do. I want to be known for training. I want to be known for the guy who's in every course, taking every class, um, (laughs) working with some with the best in the business um but yeah i had to break that stereotype for a while that i was just like some mtv reality star for sure is is that is that why you were so i guess motivated to get certified because i know a lot of folks that start off in the industry will go on just like certification after certification because they're trying to prove almost to themselves that they know what they're talking about yeah for sure yeah for me it was like i i don't have a degree in it um i took some courses in college because Actually, in college, I went to my uh, guidance counselor and I was like, hey, I'd love to do I, I love art. I'm a huge art guy. Um, and uh, at the time, I was like, well, could I have like a, a dual major? Could I do art and design and with with a, an education uh, background? But I want to go to school for like art and then kinesiology or you know, exercise science. And they were like, you're going to be in school for seven years. So I took some like kinesiology class and stuff, but never finished the degree. Uh, I always thought about going back to school for it, but I'm like, there's so much more practical knowledge out there that I could go and get and work with, you know, better people, not to say that college professors aren't uh, that good, but people have practical knowledge, people who work in the field. I think trial by fire is so much better than me sitting in a fucking classroom and listening to Somebody well, I'd say like, like spending a week at Joe DeFranco's gym, I would probably learn more than taking the CSCS twice. You know what I mean? And I don't oh, sure. have anything against the CSCS. I think it's fine. Uh, NASM, uh, I've got one called an action cert. I don't know if, uh, if Bobby told you at all about me, but I got like 19 different certifications. So, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> but it's, it, they're, they're always a great way to meet people. And it's the people you meet at the certifications that you actually begin to learn from down the road. For for sure. I, I've learned more just from working with friends of mine, like going out to Luca's gym and working with him for a day, you know, and he's just teaching me like little nuances that he's picked up over the years. And 
I've picked up more stuff doing certifications than, I mean, I read through that book twice. It's like reading, it's like watching paint dry. I hate yeah. it. It's, it's so boring. Um, and you know, to me, it's like, it's almost like, I, I almost look at it as like a very old school way of thinking, you know, where it's like, there's so much new development, like just listening to, uh, Jordan Shallows, uh, the muscle doc, you know, listening to his lecture and the way he explains things and the way he does things. I'm like, yeah, this is so much more progressive. This makes so much more sense to me. It's more practical knowledge. It's how to, uh, kind of build upon the things that you've learned that you practice on a daily basis, rather than this, like, all right, this is the way we do it. There's no other fucking way and stick to this. And I don't like that. Like I, I, I could, I like adopting different things that I like from other people. I don't, I just don't believe in one school of thought. When I, at my old gym, there were, uh, there were guys who like only did starting strength. Like mm-hmm. I love starting strength. I think it's a great program. I think what they do is good, but it's not the end all fucking be all of strength training. There are, I mean, they denounce West side barbell and I'm like, well, are you crazy? Like these guys did uh, West side barbell to me is like a Mecca. You know, it's just as respected, if not more respected than starting strength. So I was like, there's, I, I love both. I can't not like both. Yeah. And you're, you're out of New York, obviously. Yeah. What are the, one question I've always wanted to ask you is, is it a disadvantage being out of New York or a big advantage in the industry? Cause I, I look at you and honestly, I'm jealous because like you get to go down the street and play with Charlie Atkins. If you want, you can go see Don yeah. Saladino. You can like, you can probably throw a rock from your gym and hit John Don Saladino's gym. Like you've got dog pound yeah. there, you've got all these places that you can access. But then at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't want to pay like $9 million a month in rent. So like, what, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because there are a lot of great people. Like when you start to really like dig into it, and there's a lot of shit, you know, there's a lot of it's glitz and glamour. Like there are so many gyms that are just like these boutique places that, um, you know, people want to say they went to, it's more like I, it's, it's more of like a club than it is an actual gym. And then you have the Dons and you have the, the, the Charlies and people like that who are doing some really great stuff. Um, it makes it hard though, because me and Don have been talking for five months now about you know, getting together and working out together and stuff, but he's super busy. I have a ton of shit going on. And every, like I said, everybody's got to work around the clock to make something happen. Um, so it's, it's never convenient. Like he's three train stops away from where I live and I have yet to make it down there. We went, we got coffee one day just to like bullshit because I had him come and speak at strong and stuff. And we were trying to just get a, an idea of what we were going to do together. Um, but we probably made plans 50 times to get together and work out and it never happens. So yeah, New York city is overpriced at the end of the day. It's all, it's all relative, right? So if you're paying, um, you know, 50 grand a month in rent, what's up handsome. Um, <laughs> uh, if you're paying like 50 grand a month in rent here, yeah, you'll probably make a hundred grand, but it's, if you're only paying 10 grand a month there, you'll probably make 20 grand in revenue, whatever it is. So, uh, I think it all works itself out and it's the quality of life you want. Like I like the hustle and bustle. I like the running around. I like the convenience of everything around me. Um, sometimes you don't get to access it because you're always running around crazy, but, um, you know, there, there's ups and downs to it. 
Yeah, it's so close, but so far away, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, another thing, though, is is the online, this whole COVID thing, because I'm wondering about being in New York, for example. Yeah. If this thing goes for six months or a year, can you see yourself getting out of New York? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, yeah I, I, I've definitely thought about it. Um, I'm trying to see what this whole thing looks like two months down the road, which will you know, we're coming up on that, uh, you know, on Monday, it'll be what, four weeks that we've been in this, uh, everybody's talking about, uh, New York being such a war zone. I, I know on TV, all these shows like the hospitals and stuff, but I walk around, I, I show videos every day. Like when I go for a run and stuff, there's no one around. It's like a ghost town. New York's never like this. There's no cars on the road. There's no people on the street. Um, so it, it doesn't seem like anything's going on. It seems like it's almost like a, a holiday weekend here where it's like everybody leaves and goes to their family's place somewhere else. Uh, so I, I don't know. Like I, yeah, I definitely thought about going back to Jersey or if rent gets cheaper here because there's so much, there's so much real estate. And if nobody's here paying for it and it's so high priced, you know, they'll probably start dropping prices. So I, I enjoy New York. I love New York. And uh, I was actually just texting one of my friends yesterday about it saying that uh, I was thinking about getting a two bedroom place here if I could get it for cheaper and then having a little studio on the side, like using the other bedroom to you know shoot content and train people and do something like that. Because to start a business is, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And you got to jump through all these firing hoops. But yeah, I, I've always thought about going somewhere else. I don't know where I'd go. Um, I was thinking about, you know, going back to Jersey or something, but I, I don't know. I don't know what this thing looks like three months later. Well, and it's, it's the reason I ask is because you've got both things going on, right? You have a gym, but you also have the internet personality, if you will. I don't even know what to call it. An influencer, a Instagram guy, a, you got a big following, but I've been watching your live videos of people working out on a rooftop somewhere. And yeah. You could be doing that from anywhere at this point. Yeah. Like, I think there is some cachet to being in the big city, but right now in the internet world, and that's all anyone knows now because they're all trapped inside. You could be doing that from anywhere. You know, I yeah. meet a couple people in Costa Rica that are on a beach and they're, they could be next door for all we know. Yeah. I think, I think the backdrop and the setting always uh, could make it look a whole lot cooler. Uh, I'm just lucky enough to have this rooftop. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I was on a beach in New Jersey or, you know, down in Florida or something, uh, it, one, it would be a whole lot cheaper. And two, it's the same shit. So uh, it's definitely crossed my mind before. Um, I like the New York vibe. I like being here. Um, but like I said, I mean, I really don't know because I'm already sick of doing home workouts. Like I need a gym and I like having a gym and, uh, you know, I, if this never opens back, I don't know what the, I, it's so hard to predict. Like I watched the news two nights ago and they're like, Oh, we'll have a hundred thousand casualties. Right. And now it's at up to overnight. It's 240,000 casualties. You're no one knows what's going to happen, you know? And then they're talking about this thing reoccurring in the fall. So it's like, will, will anything even open back up? So yeah, we might all be online. Yeah. What's, what's your thought? And, and this is interesting to me too, because you are a guy who's legitimate in the industry. You've got the certifications, you've worked with some of the best. What's your thought? And I'm actually going to, going to bring up a girl that we both know, Charlie Caruso, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I love seeing her do fitness stuff. I've been a fan of hers for a while and I love seeing her do fitness stuff because it's been a part of her brand, if you will, and a part of her life for as long as I can remember. I've always seen her posting about fitness stuff, but now you got all these other people who have no business doing fitness stuff and everyone's trying to become a personal trainer from their house because it's the only content that they know how to produce yeah. what's your thought on that like is it is it good that people are trying to motivate others to get fit or is it kind of scary that there's a bunch of people that shouldn't be selling exercise or selling exercise to people i truly believe that cream will rise to the top you know you'll get the best of, of the best um when people when everybody starts getting involved and trying to do their thing um for me yeah i i talk about this all the time I, there are so many people out there who are now celebrities or musicians or whatever they do everybody's engaged in fitness which is great for everyone i love the fact that people are moving you know 10 years ago you know i would go out on a date and someone and a girl would be like you're a trainer trainers don't make money like you know and now it's like everybody and their mother wants to be a fucking trainer everybody's putting up content and them working out it doesn't matter what they do for a living they could be a fucking accountant and now they're doing like all right here do my morning routine it's like what the fuck do you know like you know so so it's a it's yes it, it definitely pisses me off and it's annoying um and there are people like, so like charlie's a, a a good example of someone like she's always worked out she's always been athletic when she first moved here to new york um i started working with her i met her through uh the miz and he was like, Hey, my friend's coming to New York. She wants a trainer. And we started working together and she got super into it. Like the same way I got into it because of Joe, she, she's like, Hey, I think I'm going to go take my NAS and I want to do this. I'm like, here, go do this, follow this person, follow this person, you know? Um, and she's obviously easy on the eyes and everybody wants to, uh, kind of chat with her and bring them on her podcast, uh, bring them on their podcast or whatever they're doing. Um, but she's a good example because, but I know her uh, pretty well. And she gets up in the morning, works out, eats really well. Like she's, she's into it. Whereas like there are other women and, uh, who have great asses and there are guys who have great abs and they're now fitness experts, but they have, they don't do anything fitness except put up fucking videos online. So I don't know. I mean, yes, there are people who definitely piss me off and uh, you know, our industry is so watered down at this point. I think 10 years ago, I could have named every trainer in every gym in New York. And now it's, I mean, tomorrow there will be a hairdresser who's teaching everybody how to do air squats or something. I got to tell you, I was, you guys, you you like this. I was on another fucking planet this morning because I was just, you know, trolling my Instagram lives. And we got Naomi Campbell teaching workout classes. We got... Reggie Miller, who, who fucking murdered the Knicks for years, he's doing homeschool classes. And then Michael Rappaport's got like a, like a welder shield on and he's dancing and hosting a rave in his fucking living room. And I'm like, what fucking planet am I on? Like, what, what is going on with all these people? Because like, for me, like Reggie's awesome, uh, super competitive guy, great guy. One of those competitive guys in NBA history, but like, I just want to see him in a Pacers jersey killing the Knicks. Not yeah. It was just so weird to see that. You know what I mean? I think people should. So for if I'm a basketball player, right? My audience is obviously people who are fans of basketball. Yep. So why wouldn't I teach them 
basketball techniques or, yeah. you know, everybody thinks like, okay, I could be a trainer because I know how to do push-ups and I've worked out before. Like anybody who's ever worked out before, I, I, I've seen it a thousand times in the gym. You know, there are people who come into the gym and they study everything, you know, and they know that two weeks later, they're asking you for a job. They're like, I could do this. I can make this happen. You know? And I'm like, you've never filled a class in your life. You, you don't have any certifications. You just want to be here because it looks fun. You think it's cool. And you've worked out a couple of times in my class. So you're just going to do what I do, but do you know why I do what I do? Do you understand the, the nuances of it? Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's ridiculous. It, it, it fucking definitely annoys the shit out of me. And anybody who says it doesn't annoy them um, is a complete liar. But what I do is I just don't watch any of this shit. You know, I can't stand it because it's uh, you you watch it and you're like, this is just so annoying to me. So I, I, I tend to stay away from watching all the bullshit. Well, the other the other thing that's come of it, and Joe and I were actually talking offline about this. There's this huge backlash against charging for your services right now. Like, don't get me wrong, I've I've done nothing different, Kenny. I've always given out material for free. I've always yeah. had programs on my website for free. Like, my business plan hasn't changed at all. I just do mm-hmm. kind of what I do, right? Yeah. Um, people that can afford to hire me one on one—that's what pays my bills. Or, or people that can do my online program, and for then. Sure. Uh, I, I try to help people that need help because exercise changed my life. Like I wasn't a, wasn't a chubby kid, but I was bullied a lot, beat up, got my collarbone broken by bullies. Exercise kind of saved my life, if you will. So I try to help people. So that hasn't changed, but there's yeah. this whole backlash right now. I still got to make a living. Like I got to charge people for stuff. I got to be, you know, earning my money. And there are, there's this growing backlash of you're some kind of vulture if you charge for stuff. And like, well, no, the world's got to, continue yeah well so here here's the thing it's like that's why i hate the way people look at our industry because it's like one everybody thinks they could do it it's just easy that anybody could jump into it two it should just be given away for free you know three it's like they don't respect the money and the time that we put into it um so that's all fucking obnoxious every like there are people who are like oh i don't need the money i'll just give you a free class it's like this is how i make money i don't tell my fucking attorney because hey the world's falling apart could you just do all my legal shit for nothing or my fucking accountant i'm not calling him and being like listen times are tough could you just do all my fucking taxes for nothing it's only your time it's only what you went to school for it's only what you spent the last 10 years of your fucking life doing could you just give it to me for free like why the fuck is a trainer supposed to give everything away for free but no other profession shit well, and, so, and, but why are people I, so so angry about it too? Of like, how dare yeah. you? I mean, they're they're just like indignant. Like, how dare you try to capitalize on this? Well, this is my same. Th- it's the same thing where like when people come to this country and march on fucking Washington, and they're like, why? Why is the U.S. kicking us out? Why don't you just march on your own fucking country? And, you know, <laughs> fix that fucking place before you come to another one. It's the same thing here. It's like. Well, why aren't we fucking going after big businesses like Lysol and be like, why the fuck are you charging us for wipes? We need these to live, right? So if you want to fucking break anybody's balls, go after fucking Walmart or Amazon, who's got a billion fucking dollars, not me. Well, there's, you know, Kenny, there's actually a thing about that. Sorry to interrupt, but I read that Amazon workers and and whole food workers were going to strike. And I got an argument with a friend of mine and I'm like, as they should. (laughs) 
And yeah. they were like, well, no, that's not fair. I go, you're getting paid like $9 an hour to fucking put your health at risk. It's time to get fucking triple time right now. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I get that. But at the same time, it's like, if, if anybody should be donating anything, it should be the, the big companies that like, you know, they're worth 14, $15 billion. It's like, yeah, all right. They could give away some fucking Lysol wipes or masks or whatever it is. It's like that. Those should be the people donating shit. Not you who has three kids and, you know, a wife and you got a ton of shit going on. And, you know, let's just say on the high end, let's say you made 500, a million dollars last year. That's nothing compared to a billion dollar company. That's what Adobe calls a client dinner. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. People, like no, no yeah. joke, or, or 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 Cisco. You know what I mean, or yeah. like Apple or Google. Yeah. Well, when I hear, um, so this year when I had my big fitness event, uh, it cost us like a hundred grand to like put everything together and do all this stuff. And we were like, all right, we just need it for twenty four hours. So it's like you can rent the this space on the water for twenty four hours, and uh you you got to load in at this time and load out at the next time and you know the next day or whatever and they said that like victoria's secret or mtv will throw a party there at this pier and they'll rent it out for like five days so they could build it out and do everything they want with it and they're paying one hundred twenty thousand dollars a day so here i am i'm doing this like charity event and i'm trying to make a little money off it and raise awareness to you know all this stuff and you got these other companies that are blowing quadruple what I'm spending just to have a party there or to have fucking chicks walk around in lingerie. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it, it's crazy. And that's, and, and the event is strong New York, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about that. And, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you flat out. If I, if we weren't through a screen, I would punch you right now because I've been trying to get on this damn roster for strong New York for years. I haven't seen my name yet. So tell me about You're it in on the next one. Okay. Thank you. I was going to say, tell me about it and why it's too good for Bobby Maximus. Cause I got it. No. So uh, about four years ago, I was sitting with a buddy of mine who uh, I worked at Reebok for about six years. And my friend uh, who works at Reebok was like, Hey, listen, I want to do something uh, with the trainers and uh, you know, who were on the training team and, you know, we should do something, something good. And I was like, dude, I've been working on this plan. So I had gone to the Arnold. I'd gone to idea. I've gone to Olympia. I've been to all these big conferences and, uh, you know, these big, uh, conventions and stuff. And I was like, they're also bodybuilding driven and they're also supplement driven. I was like, what if we did one where it's more just building awareness around what, strength and conditioning is and how it helps you far beyond the physical. He's like, all right, what's your idea? So I pitched them on this idea. It, we had like 50 or 60 people show up and I had some trainers from, uh, you know, all over the country and some local people here kind of sit and talk to everybody about, you know, we did like a showcase, like a lift off. And then it was uh, kind of a Q and a with everybody about, um, you know, how, fitness has helped them far beyond the physical aspect. Yes, they make money off it. They do that thing. But at the same time, like the mental and emotional side of 
of strength and conditioning and, and getting stronger. Uh, and it's slowly blossomed over the past four years, five years, um, into me contacting doctors and nutritionists and mindset specialists and trainers to come out and kind of share their gift. Like my whole thing was everybody has a gift in this space and I want them to just to share their gifts. So when I reach out to uh, a trainer or a doctor, whoever it is, I, uh, we had uh, Trevor Moat, who's unbelievable. He's the uh, sports psychologist for um, Russell Wilson and uh, Alabama football team. And I had pitched him on it, not knowing him from a hole in the wall, but I listened to him on a podcast and I was like, I love this guy. I love what he's saying. It's, it's simple and understandable, but so complex for some people. Um, it's like one of those things we don't understand, but we, uh, I had him come out and it was, everybody was like, that guy was amazing. And it's all the same shit. It's like, if you adopt his philosophies and the way he thinks, then life becomes, I don't want to say easier, but you understand a little bit more. And I think a lot of times we overcomplicate stuff, but what I wanted to do was just kind of build awareness around, uh, you know, being strong isn't just picking up barbells. It's picking other people up. It's picking yourself up. It's being strong when you're at your weakest point. Um, and then I wanted to work that into how that, how we could help other people through this. So we, we raise money every year for a different charity last two years, uh, since my dad was really sick. Um, and he passed back in September. I, we've been working with the Alzheimer's association because that's what he had. Um, but that degenerative disease and what goes on, um, could be not prevented, but slowed down through physical fitness and, you know, mental health and clarity because depression is a real thing and depression leads to you doing some pretty shitty stuff to yourself. And tell me about what kind of people have you had there? Cause you have like, honestly, an incredible roster of people, like the best yeah. in the industry have been there. I, I want to say Jen Witterstrom has been there. Yeah. Uh, Franco has been there. Like I've seen you with the, with the very best. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's all people I admire and everybody's like, how do you know all these people? I'm like, I, I kind of reach out to them. I used to work with Jen with Reebok. Again, I said, I worked, I used to work with Joe when I was on uh, my show. Um, so I've known him a long time. Um, but there are people who I just like, uh, Jordan shallows, the muscle doc. I had just reached out to him on Instagram, just slid into his DMS. Um, and was like, Hey man, I, I love what you do. I, I appreciate your stuff. And I want you to come and speak and be at the event. And I'm like, here's, and it's always like everybody wants to hear who else was there. So I've, I've had a lot of great people. I mean, I admire everyone, anyone I've ever had on there. And I wouldn't even say they're the best of the best. They are just, uh, the total package at what they do. So, um, I, I'm very selective about who I want there. And I've, I've asked you, I was like, yo, I'd love to get you involved in this. So I, I want that to be, never just like some bullshit candy land trainer. I want somebody who knows their shit that people respect that, that are respected not only on the social media aspect of things, but also in the training space. What's your, what's your end goal for it to just, I mean, do you have a goal to make it the biggest conference in, uh, in the world, if you will, or is it just something you want to kind of see what happens? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of just taking it step by step. I want it to be like New York city's staple event, you know, like, uh, 
like the Tribeca Film Festival or, uh, you know, um, not as big. I mean, Comic-Con's just crazy, but, you know, something that New York could call its own. And it's an event that people kind of come to New York for. Like the Arnold is, yeah, it's around the world, but the big one is in Columbus, Ohio. You know, I want New York to have its, its staple fitness event and I want that to be it. Nice. And what, what do you want to do in the industry? I mean, you're heavily certified. You've trained some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, I want to say from everyone I've talked to, you're pretty universally respected, which is like, I think important to you, you know, from, from knowing you and stuff like that, from having a friendship, I, I don't think, uh, people think sometimes trainers want to be all about making money and famous and stuff, but like what means the most to me anyway, and I know to you too, is like, if I can call, uh, well, actually I'll tell you a story about Don Saladino. One of the coolest things that ever happened to me, I was speaking at an NSCA event in Toronto <clears throat> and I walked into his lecture and he stopped his lecture and he goes, Oh my God, Bobby Maximus is here. And I had a moment where I couldn't believe that Don Saladino even knew who I was. Do you know what I mean? And, and so yeah. to have a guy like that, who, if you're not familiar with his work, I mean, he's trained Ryan Reynolds, who looks fucking good. Uh, you know, Jackman, who looks great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Quite he's the trained, roster, for sure. Yeah. Like some good people. It's pretty cool for me to sort of have that universal respect for people. It's important. What's, what's next for you? You're, you're universally respected. You've got these certifications. What do you really want to do? Um, you know, kind of, continue on that trajectory i always i say playing the, i i like um playing the long game uh I, i've been working with most of the brands and pretty much all the brands i've ever worked with i work with for a long period of time i've worked with fit aid for about six years now and the owner of fit aid has been you know a, a a friend a mentor um a huge support within the uh the fitness space for me and he has always talked about playing the long game and anything I ever do, it's not like, I don't, I don't want $50 here. I want $500,000 down the road. And it's not about, uh, making a quick buck or being a trainer. Who's just like kind of going, getting after money. I had written down and I have the notebook actually, uh, in my dresser over here. Uh, I had written down about five or six years ago, exactly what I wanted uh, through the fitness space. And I said, I want to be respected by the people I respect, the people I look up to, the people I admire. Uh, that means more to me than anything else. And then to be able to help as many people as I can. And I don't want to do it on this like big scale where I'm like pumping out videos or anything bullshit like that. I want to, I love the human connection. I love the one-on-one. I love teaching class. If I could do that forever, I'd love to. Um, Obviously, I don't want to have to kill myself doing it. But when I hear trainers say, like, I don't want to be on the floor anymore, I'm like, I fucking love being on the floor. I want to be on the floor. I want to teach people. I I, I see the beauty in each session. Like, I'm going to teach them something new. I'm going to get them better. I'm going to advance their lives. And if I can make a couple bucks off that, great, you know, Um but I think truly, if you, if you don't appreciate, or if you don't love what you do, um, then you're not doing something, um, that's going to last a long time. When it gets tough, you're going to bail out. Uh, there's never a point in me where I, I say like, ah, maybe I'll just go and work at a, you know, an accountant's office or a law firm or whatever the fuck else. 
you could do. Uh, I enjoy what I do. Even when I was on television, I'm like, I fucking hate this. Like I, that was where I was like, yeah, give me my money and get me the fuck out of here. But with training, I'm like, I give away sessions. Like for me, what I've been doing online was I'll do two zoom sessions where I'm actually like paying attention to what people are doing. And, um, cause I'm not a big online guy. I've never done it. I, I, I like the in-person stuff. I spend, you know, 30, 40 hours a week doing classes or private training sessions. Um, this whole online thing has just happened in the last three weeks. So I'll do three sessions a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, where I'll do like a live IG thing. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do like a pay, you know, give me 10 bucks on Venmo and I'll put you on this, uh, this group chat and, you know, I'll watch what you're doing. I'll put you through a workout and I'll pay attention to what they're doing. So it's more of a, like a class style thing, but that's where the connection is for me. I don't, yeah. I mean, everybody needs money to live. I'd like to make some money, but that's not my end game. Uh, my end game is to kind of enjoy doing what I'm doing on a daily basis and continue to learn. Thank you so much for listening to part one of our interview with fitness leader, Kenny Santucci. We'll be back next episode with the rest of the interview. In the meantime, if you love our content, you love this show, you like what we do and you want to support us, please go to the Join the inner circle. The inner circle is your place to meet other fans of the show from around the world. Uh, we've got a live discussion forum. We've got uh, workout programs, live workouts that we're doing via Zoom specifically for Inner Circle members, uh, as well as access to Bobby and I uh, for questions, answers, and daily motivation. Again, go to themaximuspodcast.com and join the Inner Circle. We will be back next week with part two of this interview. Because you're the last of a dying breed.